Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Monday, May 9th, and this is People Every Day. Hello, everyone. Janine Rubenstein here. I hope you all enjoyed your weekend and your Mother's Day. We've got a great show lined up for you, so let's just jump right into what's been swirling around out there. First Lady Jill Biden spent her Mother's Day in Ukraine, where she made an unannounced trip to a small city in the southwest corner of the country. Dr. Biden met with Ukrainian First Lady Olina Zelenska in a school that's been converted to housing for the country's refugees. Biden said of her visit, quote, We thought it was important to show the Ukrainian people this war has to stop, and this war has been brutal. The people of the United States stand with the people of Ukraine. The two women, who also met for an hour in a closed-door meeting, have been exchanging correspondence since the Russian invasion of Ukraine began. First Lady Zelenska was thankful for the meeting, adding, we understand what it takes for the U.S. First Lady to come here during a war when the military actions are taking place every day. And quote, we all feel your support and we all feel the leadership of the U.S. president, but we would like to note that the Mother's Day is a very symbolic day for us because we also feel your love and support during such an important day. Dr. Biden's tour to the region includes stops in Romania and Slovakia to meet with U.S. service members, embassy personnel, humanitarian aid workers, and Ukrainians displaced amid the Russian invasion. And the stars have been venturing to the region in solidarity as well. Angelina Jolie and Bono recently visited the war-torn country to meet with refugees and volunteers. As for Jill Biden, this was such a great move on her part to show the nation's support for Ukraine. Moving on from First Ladies to another woman who's no stranger to the global stage, we have some news surrounding Queen Elizabeth's upcoming celebration. Prince William and Kate Middleton will be leading the celebration surrounding the Queen's Platinum Jubilee across the UK. The palace released a statement saying, quote, Over the course of the central weekend, members of the royal family will visit the nations of the United Kingdom to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee. Members of the royal family will attend engagements in each nation, including public events, marking the occasion. So William and Kate are set to go to Wales, where they live together shortly after their wedding, while Princess Anne will head to Scotland, and Prince Edward and Sophie will be on hand in Northern Ireland. No dates or location details have been confirmed for the away days, which will take place during the central weekend in early June. Now, Prince Harry and Meghan will be in attendance for the celebration in London, but a palace spokesman said the couple will not be appearing in the Buckingham Ham Palace balcony because they are no longer working members of the royal family. Well, I am very excited to see how they all honor Queen Elizabeth next month. 
And now this, Travis Scott performed for the first time since his Astroworld disaster. The 31-year-old rapper took the stage alongside Migos' Quavo during the Miami Grand Prix weekend, just two days after the six-month anniversary of the tragedy in Houston that left 10 people dead and hundreds of others injured. Scott performed at least four songs, Sicko Mode, Goosebumps, Butterfly Effect, and Pick Up the Phone from his 2018 album Astroworld, the same name as the Tragic Festival. Scott has primarily stayed out of the public eye since the November 2021 incident. Nearly 2,800 victims from the tragedy are being represented in a single lawsuit seeking billions of dollars in damages alleging negligence in the planning and managing of the music festival. A new documentary, Concert Crush, the Travis Scott Festival tragedy, is set to be released in the coming weeks. The film chronicles the night from the point of view of the victims. It's still such an incredibly heartbreaking event, and my thoughts are still with the victims and their families. And now we have to get into the story that has been all over my timeline. Fred Savage was fired from the Wonder Years. There's so much to get into. On Friday, news broke that Fred Savage was let go as executive producer and director of The Wonder Years reboot on ABC, a show in the same kind of of coming-of-age vein as the original that stars Elisha E.J. Williams as the young protagonist, Dean Williams, and is narrated by Don Cheadle, voicing adult Dean. As for Savage, who famously starred as Kevin Arnold in the original series, he has been fired over allegations of misconduct. This is news I am seeing everywhere, so joining me now to discuss what we know is People's Senior Editor, Brianne Heldman. Hey, Brianne. Hey, Janine. Let's just talk about these allegations first. What happened here? I mean, the reality is we don't really know exactly what happened. A spokesperson for 20th Television confirmed to People, quote, Recently, we were made aware of allegations of inappropriate conduct by Fred Savage, and as is policy, an investigation was launched. Upon its completion, the decision was made to terminate his employment as an executive producer and director of The Wonder Years. This isn't the first time Fred Savage has had allegations made against him. What else has he been accused of? So back in 2018, Allie Mills, who played Norma Arnold, his mom, on the original Wonder Years, Mm -hmm. alleged that a sexual harassment lawsuit against him and Jason Hervey, who played his older brother, was the reason that the show ended back in 1993. But... According to Vanity Fair, costume designer Monique Long sued the TV brothers in 1993 when Fred was 16 years old, claiming that their alleged verbal and physical harassment prevented her from properly doing her job and led to her being fired. Monique told the LA Times that Fred, quote, constantly held her hand, asked her to have an affair, and made sexual remarks. But Allie Mills told Yahoo that the allegations were completely ridiculous, said Fred, quote, is like the least offensive, most wonderful, sweet human being that ever walked the face of the earth. That lawsuit was ultimately settled and dropped. Got it, got it. But also in 2018, a judge dismissed a gender-based lawsuit against Savage from a costume designer on the set of Fox's The Grinder. The Hollywood Reporter says that this costume designer claims Savage was verbally abusive, had a reputation for tormenting female crew members, and violently struck her arm when she was dusting dandruff off his suit. Savage adamantly denied these claims at the time. And both costume designers. 
Yeah, that's particularly interesting. Of course, we are out to the costume designer on the new Wonder Years. We are seeing more and more people in Hollywood get fired over misconduct claims. I mean, Bill Murray was one of the most recent. Production halted on his film, Being Mortal, over complaints of inappropriate behavior. And of course, the Me Too movement has place in all of this. It definitely inspired more people to speak up about their experiences happening on and off set. I feel like we just didn't hear about these types of kind of behind-the-scenes mistreatments before, why do you think they're becoming so public, even on the studio side, to kind of air these things out the way they're doing? I think on some level, there was a reckoning that was always bound to happen. And we are now in a time where this rising generation really is good about voicing when things are inappropriate, when they feel they're being mistreated. And that's not just in Hollywood. That's across the workforce. They have been taught to use their voice and they are doing so. So I say that with with pure respect for this generation, but I, I truly believe that is a big part of why we are seeing this reckoning happening now. We will continue to keep you all updated on this story as more details come to light. Brianne, thanks so much for stopping by. No problem. Coming up, we have our exclusive interview with Selling Sunset's newest agent, Chelsea Lascani. We get into all of the Selling Sunset season five drama and talk about the reunion episode. But first, yesterday was Mother's Day, and we've got a little celebrity roundup of stories that caught my ear. We get into those right after the break. Stay with us. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. We are back, and social media was filled this weekend with hundreds of celebrities posting and praising their mothers and, you know, the mothers of their children. But there are two stories that really stuck out to me from the rest, and they were really something that caught my ear. First up, we finally heard why Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra have been so quiet about their daughter, Malti Marie. On Sunday, the couple shared a picture of their daughter on Instagram and revealed that she spent 100 days in the NICU. The post from Nick Jonas read in part, we are overjoyed that our little girl is finally home and just want to thank every doctor, nurse, and specialist at Rady Children's La Jolla and Cedar sinai Los Angeles who were there selflessly every step of the way. Our next chapter begins now and our baby is truly a badass. Let's get it, M. Mommy and Daddy love you. The picture in this post is just so precious, you guys. I'm so happy that the Jonases were finally able to bring their baby girl home. Next, Kanye West released a new music video over the weekend, and for once, it wasn't filled with controversy. Yesterday, Ye released a new video for his song, Life of the Party, featuring pictures from his childhood, including throwbacks of his late mother, Donda West. The pictures include an old ID, baby photos, school pictures, and others that have been animated to appear as though they are singing along to the track. Here's a sample of the song if you haven't heard it yet. Yeezy, you special, gonna make your own decisions, and man, I was a good choice. 
faith driving us like a Rolls Royce. The Life of the Party is a collaboration with Andre 3000 and appears on the deluxe version of Kanye's 10th studio album, Donda. If you haven't seen the video, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's a very sweet tribute to Ye's mother. On Friday, a little show called Selling Sunset had its cast reunion, and boy oh boy, the real estate agents at the Oppenheim Group got back together to rehash the drama from season five and give an update on where they all stand with each other today. Not only are we going to discuss everything that happened, one of the stars of Selling Sunset and the show's newest cast member, Chelsea Lascani, is here. Hey, Chelsea, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so, so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's jump right in. A big moment in in season five was the tea party you hosted. We saw you and Davina clash. And now at the reunion, it seemed like the dust has settled. And you mentioned that you had to kind of look inside yourself and, and realize that your reaction came from a place of trauma. There were things said off camera and before we shot that really affected my mental state. There were some microaggressions thrown out and watching the show back, I realized that I was very much harboring that state of frustration. And that's what you see transpire on screen. And you see me kind of escalate to a place of, one could say, anger as a result. And where are you guys now? How are things with you and Davina? I have I had the utmost respect for Davina and all of my castmates, truly. But I also believe that we can have different values and different core systems that may not align. And we don't have to be super close friends to be cordial with one another. Well, at the reunion, Jason said that the Oppenheim group is not a place for Christine. And the two of you were very close from the very beginning this past season. So so what is your relationship with Christine now? And now that she's out of the office. I adore Christine. I love her to pieces. And her not being at the O group obviously saddens me. But what you didn't see on camera is my relationship with a lot of the other girls had started to evolve very early on. So I have many relationships at the O group, not just Christine. Well, the reunion was very emotional, especially when the topic of Chriselle and, and Jason's relationship came up. Has Jason been this vulnerable in the office? And did that change the work dynamic at all? I've never seen Jason vulnerable. You know, he's a very successful businessman. I've only ever seen him in the business element, which is why we were all taken aback so much. But ultimately, while I'm in the office, it's so professional and we don't dibble-dabble into like, deep personal issues Mm -hmm. at the office. We definitely want the best for both of them and we definitely love and support both of them. For sure. Well, we can't let you go without talking about your incredible fashion. (laughs) It really seems like fashion is just a huge part of your identity. I love the scene where you have your son in the closet with you, like helping pick out the day's ensemble. (laughs) Tell me more about your personal fashion sense and, and how you use it to express yourself. Oh, wow. Being of Nigerian descent, it was very important for me to inject a sense of like my childhood into who I am on the show. And I've always been raised to kind of be very fashion forward. The creativity that comes with my outfits is really just inside me. It's not like what I wear. I wake up every day and I'm like, how am I feeling? And I wear something that makes me feel great. And a lot of the times those are big, bold colors and platforms 
hills and stuff that some may consider wacky. I almost feel like my clients are a little bit of a representation of me. They're they have the similar taste and fashion and lifestyles. Mm. It's just worked really well. And that's just who I am. And I love being able to be authentically myself while being in a professional role. I love it. And then your husband seems kind of like the opposite, like super laid back, chill, kind of tech guy. He's the biggest sweetheart in the world. We both have the same core value system, the things that are most important to me and most important to him. But on the surface, when it comes to more trivial things like fashion and lifestyle, we couldn't be more different, you know? And <laughs> I love that for us because ultimately I take three hours to get ready. He takes 30 minutes. If we both took a long time, who's going to get the kids ready? <laughs> I love it. I want to know about the positive reactions you've gotten from fans. And I also need to hear some of the mean tweets. So let's start with the positive. The positive is that I have people who are just like me 10 years ago, seven years ago, reaching out to me, telling them I've inspired them to be their authentic self. That could make me tear up because I wish that I had that then. Mm. I want to teach young women how to navigate the stuff that I didn't know how to navigate. And that is being opinionated, being your authentic self, being boisterous. You don't have to tone that down to because in order to get into some of the most successful rooms in the world, you're going to need to use your voice. So don't dull down that voice. Now, the negative is actually just so funny because people like, you know, my accent's one thing and I love it because all <laughs> people genuinely are convinced that I'm an actress. And I'm like, babe, that's seriously the biggest compliment ever. <laughs> the second thing is, um, you know, we're in reality TV. So everything's not always a play by play, right? Things are carefully constructed to tell a story. People are like, oh my gosh, you came at this person like this, or you came at this person like this. And I'm like, why don't you ask the person if they still feel that way? Maybe that will give you a better perspective of the person I am versus looking at one moment in a vacuum and saying, I know her and she is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the Selling Sunset Reunion is streaming now on Netflix, as well as all five seasons so far. And Chelsea, thank you so much for stopping by. It's just been great having you on. Thank you so much, guys. The last story I want to leave you with on this Monday is all about never giving up. Anthony Anderson is officially a college grad. <laughs> the Law & Order actor is beloved in Hollywood and most know him from his storied eight seasons on Black-ish. But this past Saturday, the 51-year-old actor earned his diploma from Howard University. Yesterday, Anderson took to Instagram to celebrate, saying, to quote Biggie, it was all a dream. <laughs> the actor shared photos from the big day, including one with fellow actor and Howard grad Taraji P. Henson, who delivered the commencement address at the ceremony, and Felicia Rashad, the current dean of Howard University's Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts. That was just a who's who of Black Hollywood right there. The Post acknowledged that this was a long road for Anderson and was 30 years in the making. He went on to say, this spring, I was finally able to complete the work to graduate graduate from Howard University with a BFA degree from the Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts. Yesterday was a full circle moment. It's never too late. Things happen when they're supposed to happen. He also went on to thank his son for inspiring him to return to school to finish his degree. I just love this story so much. I really hope people see this and realize that, yes, it 
really never is too late to push yourself to learn or do something new. Congrats, Anthony Anderson. Well, thank you all for starting your week off with us. We'll be back again tomorrow for more of People Every Day.